Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. You're muted. You're on mute. Uh, I thought I hit the button. Peace and greetings, everyone. <laughs> How are you? We are all here today. Welcome um, to our co-hosts. Go ahead and introduce yourself, ladies. We are all three here. Yay. Yay. My name is Anishka Gopilal. I'm a public health professional. I'm so excited to be back with you ladies in our audience. It's my first what first episode for our third season <laughs> so i'm just happy to be here and to jump into this conversation we're happy to have you back we missed you for just for the hair one but maybe we'll mm. have a one not now right it's now. been the black on that one because there's so <laughs> much to talk about <laughs> there's a lot to talk about with that one mm-hmm. peace peace i am yakira eden Precious Stepney, um, healthcare executive, and like I have a new title down there. I think it says author. That's that's exciting. So <laughs> I'm always happy to be here. Um, it's always a pleasure to to be able to come together and you know dig into public health or from my perspective, mental health care needs of the the community at large. Good thanks. Good thanks. Yep, and so we're all here today. I'm gonna just oh, I don't think I introduced myself. But at this point, I'm Deidre Selly, also known as Yafe in my community. That's my divine name. And the other one is my government name. And this is True Health Live. Thank you for joining us. We are this is season three, and we're already in episode four. We've been moving. Um because there's a lot to cover, right? Like there's, you know, we've we've ha- we've talked a lot about things, and some things have been reoccurring. But there's always something new to chat about, and there's always something. And and because there's something new or something that's been altered, then there's more information that people have to know. So we're always going to be here. Well, as as long as we can, we'll be here to like you know help to disseminate and kind of sift through that information and like get it out so everybody can understand. Um, I'm going to go to the chat really quick. Peace, Anu Radio. Greetings, Naya. Greetings, Chief Yuya. Thank you for joining us. Um, and peace to everyone. For those of you who will be joining in and coming in later or catching the replay, peace and greetings to all of you. Um, so today we have a very interesting topic. It's going to be one of, of a few different episodes of a series where we'll be getting into religion or spirituality and public health. So today is our first discussion on spirituality and public health or spirituality and health. Um, and it's a really important topic. And and, and I know that uh, Yakira Eden, AKA Precious Stephanie is gonna have a lot to share with us because we do have a surprise later on in the show. Um, but this is like her wheelhouse. So um, I'm, I'm just like along for the ride. I did want to share, however, like kind of like the background on it, right? Because when we we throw around the words like spirituality and religion, you know, a lot of the times they're used interchangeably, but they are very different. Whereas spirituality in the way it's used like commonly is a, it's a broad concept, right? And it can refer to a wide range of things where um, it's practices or experiences that involve like 
anything from inner peace to connectedness or just feeling like there's a higher power somewhere out there. You know, there's something that exists, some some being a deity or something that exists that's higher than oneself. Um, and sometimes, though, ultimately, it can lead to, and this is a deeper discussion. You can head on over. I'll get. I'll put in the description where you can head on over for deeper discussions on spirituality and religion. But um, it can lead to just kind of out there and not necessarily really binding yourself to something. And that brings us to the difference between that and religion. And religion, um, if you really break down the word, it really means to go back and bind oneself to something. So if you're saying that you're religious, so you have religion, that means you're binding yourself to that. And usually religion is um, really um, interwoven into culture many times. So um, we'll get into that. There's, you know, some of it is a lot deeper, but there's, you can definitely, I'll put in the description where you can head on over, which is Anu Life Global Ministries. And we have so many different segments and information for you to dig into that. But today we're going to talk about how spirituality, you know, from that general sense really does help with public health. And we've got a whole lot of like housekeeping and announcements that we'll share with you throughout and different plugs. So um, I'm going to stop right there and like let you ladies take it away and like kind of share what you, um, uh, what your thoughts are on spirituality and health. Like, you know, what is it to you? What does it mean? You know, what have your experiences been? I'll let Precious start since this is her. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I definitely appreciate the, the opening um, and the introduction that you offered. Um, of course, like when you say spirituality and public health, of course, my mind goes to mental health. So the caveat is anything that I say, um, it, it's going to fall under the banner of public health because mental health falls um, under that umbrella. Um, but when, when I think of the idea of spirituality and mental health, um, you know, historically, the the premise i mean even if you go back to like freudian times um spirituality or even religion um was actually identified as a, a risk factor um and not a protective factor as a as it pertains to um one's propensity to gain support assistance guidance rooting or even kind of if you had that lean towards a spiritual, uh, yes, a spiritual walk, um, that was actually of concern. And so um, to go, you know, I, I sometimes I like to go back and give like, this is what it used to be. This is how mental health care or mental health was viewed at this time, at this point in time. Um, and here we are now where we know that, um, in many instances, I would. I'm sorry, I'm getting phone calls. I know. And I'm going to say the phone call is from my father and he's very persistent. So when I do not answer, he calls back several <laughs> times. So I apologize in advance. Like, what? I should have turned my do not disturb on, but um, <laughs> okay. He took two rejections as a, as a don't call back this time. So I apologize, father. <laughs> you should be here watching. 
Um, so yeah, I tend to like to give the, you know, historically this was the perspective versus where we are now. Um, and so what like Freud linked religion, particularly in particular, it wasn't so much spirituality, but religion to neuroses and um and made and made specific, you know, like considered one's spiritual walk as like a, a psycho a psychopathology. So it was not viewed as anything that was a positive, supported, supportive factor or what we would call today as protective factors, right? Um, and just to kind of give a little bit of what a protective factor are, is um, or what protective factors are, those are the things in our lives that um, a practitioner or even just an individual offering you support um, can help you identify at, as those, those things that'll help to ground you. So some protective factors are, are you employed? Because we know that if you are you know, unemployed and facing a lot of mental stress, then um, that, that's extra stress. Um, you know, what are, what do your family supports look like? What are your communal supports? Do you have a spiritual inclination? Do you believe or do you have um, an acknowledgement of something greater than yourself? Um, yeah. do, you, do you understand that or, or even consider the fact that while you may not know it, that you have a particular purpose and being able to, to, for practitioners to, to recognize those things as pr protective factors, it actually allows them to, to understand the, the client or the patient even, even more intimately in an effort to support them. Yeah. That, that's just a little, that's just, I'll stop there. <laughs> Um, I love this topic because when I saw it, I was like, yes, we're going to dig a little deeper. It's not usually a topic that's often spoken, right, in, in our profession. Um, I'm very spiritual. Uh, I come from a multicultural home and a multi-religious home. And so my mom was Hindu, well, is Hindu, and my dad is Christian. Um, as I, when I was a younger girl, my my parents never forced either or on me. They were, they always exposed us to different religions and just said to us that myself and my sister, you know, as you get older, you understand, you can make that choice for yourself. And so for me, I practice both. I had faith in both. Um, and I might have a cousin who's Muslim. And so they, she, he would do his, his, his traditions with his parents. And so we were very much exposed to all things. And so coming up and becoming a young woman to a full-blown adult and now a mom, I do the same thing with my daughter. I expose her to many religions um, because every I believe there's one God just in different forms because people practice in different forms, right? Um, so whenever people talk about spirituality and religion, I get a little, and I say spiritual, I'm more spiritual than religious because I have a lot of questions when it comes to religion. There's some things I find contradicting, some things that don't make sense to me. And so I don't, I've never been one to follow suit and you know, follow the trend or follow folks. I always follow my heart and my own intuition and my beliefs. Um, and tradition does come into play with that. But my altar, for instance, I would say 
has Hindu goddess and gods and also has a cross. To me, that's more, I'm more spiritual because my faith is not just in one thing. I'm not tied to one thing. I'm tied in, I'm, I'm tied to what I believe in. And so when you have a higher faith, as it pertains to your health, when you're going through things, rather it be like a sickness or mental health, emotional health, like when you're going through things physically and mentally, that faith could really bridge the gap for you. It could give you so much more to look forward to. It can give you willpower, fighting power to fight what's happening in your life, right? So if it's mental health and emotional health, you could be depressed and feeling lost and defeated. I've experienced that um, in my life at a point where I felt so defeated, but I had to remember where there's faith, it can't be fear, right? It has to be one or the other. And my faith has brought me long and far. So what do I count on? I count on God because I've seen proof. I've seen that the things that I believe in and um, the things that I do to uplift myself and to give thanks and gratitude and live in gratitude, even in the toughest of times, has pulled me through it, right? Has helped me cope. Um, even in sickness, I'll give you an example. Like, And, and everything that I, I will talk about on this episode is very much lived experiences, rather be myself or my loved ones or friends and family are like around me. My My aunt, when she was pregnant with my um, little cousin, they told her she he had. Could you hear me? Okay, um, but he there were signs of Down syndrome, and the doctors encouraged her to abort, and she she said, "No, I'm not going to. Um, this can't be true." Um, but they kept on going, kept on testing, and the test kept coming up positive that it was down. He would be born with Down syndrome. She went to church. She did all the things, and she prayed. She just stayed faithful and prayed and did her, like her offerings in Hinduism, like you give fruit, flowers, and things of that nature, um, and just was constantly in church praying and, and had faith and, and had her spirituality. My my cousin was born healthy, no Down syndrome, no no medical you know, um, disparities, anything like that. And so that just goes to show like, sometimes we can't always count on what people tell us, especially in the medicine, in medicine, in the healthcare field, you have to, yes, you take, you take everything with a grain of salt, I think. And sometimes we get so confused by what doctors say, because we put so much trust into what they say, um, that we forget that, wait, we need to also tap into the other our other belief systems, right? Yeah. Um, and do other things. And so, for me, as it as it ties all together, I think sometimes when we take the words of of medical providers, um, if you're going through something, if you have a sickness, it can bring you down. But if you have a spirit, a spirit that that's believing in something higher, and and you have faith, it levels the playing field, right? It makes you look forward to something. It gives you it give, it gives you hope, and I think that's what ties into spirituality too. Ho having hope. Um, some practices include things that make you feel good, so like smells and like scents and um, you know physical things like flowers and things like that that boost your spirit up. And, and there are rituals. I have a good friend who does um, 
like these these baths and things like that. I don't do them, but that's her thing. And she makes her feel so great, right? And so that's part of her like spirituality, what brings her peace, peace of mind, what makes her feel good, what helps her pour back out into others and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's two words you mentioned that um, I thought was interesting and it's, and it's belief and faith. And as I got older, like I learned um, that belief when we believe something, it leaves room for doubt. And so that's why I was really, I got excited a little bit when you talked about faith, because I'm like, the faith is a knowing. And there is no doubt when you know. And so I think like for a lot of people, when they're leaning on, you know, because and we all have, you know, a, a different practice in our personal lives. And I'm talking about the co-host. And as well as like the, the people who are listening. And this show is for everybody. And so what we do on the show is in no way to say like what you're doing is wrong, but I encourage you to find out what we do, you know? (laughs) Um, So I would say like, so when there's that like knowing and that like leaning into like what, what your faith is, I think that's where the, the healing, you know, comes in. Right. And, and at that point, like, I think it, it goes beyond, feeling you know it's it's what you can see and that even brings us back to like the word um spirituality because you know spirit in 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 another in other languages it's breath right or wind but really breath and when we think of breath it's even the breath of the most high or the breath of Yah breathing into you know the first being breathing into adam adam and when we add on the, the affix or the suffix ul, it's like the action, right? So it's that like actionable, like that moving breath. So like even that, like, so when, we, when we're utilizing like the words that we're, when we understand the words that we're utilizing, like they have so much power and then they kind of bring us forward more into like understanding what's really happening with ourselves in our minds, you know, with our thoughts. Um, so yeah, I think that that faith part you know, it's, it's, it's stronger. Not even I think, I know. The faith part is way stronger than the belief. Because when we're talking to the doctors, like you said, it's like we believe them, right? So there's, there's always that doubt, like, you know, what are they saying? Even sometimes when they talk to us, they're going off of um, a lot of research and hypotheses, you know? And, and yes, a lot of things, like things that are more germane, they're evidence-based. Like, you know, you have a cold, you have a virus, this is what you got to do <laughs> to get, you know, we know what works. It's the observable, you know, mm-hmm. what we've been able to observe to say, like, this is how you get through it. But then there are a lot of other things, like, you know, we met, like you mentioned um, um, today, it's the things that they believe, they give us the hypothesis or what they think or the theory of what's happening with us. So then there's room for doubt. And it's like, well, nobody knows. If you don't know, I don't know. You know, so then I have to lean on something else. Right. And and when I say belief, I mean, I was speaking in terms of believing in my faith. Right. Um, and so and trust me, I, it, there's always room for doubt. But when it comes to the higher being, like what my faith, what my faith is, I, there is never any doubt, even in the toughest of times, regardless if I go to the doctor and they say something and they're and me, I question everything because we work in this space. So we know, <laughs> like, right, like, as you said, we know, like, this, you're, you're, what you say is not the end all be all. Um, but without faith, I would be a wreck, right? I would be a wreck. I would take word, take this one's word, that one's word, and go off the hinge with that, right? But because I, I have a high faith in my belief system, in my God, 
I know that no matter what crosses my path, I'm going to be okay. And when it comes to my health, can I do better? Absolutely. Right. And what, what pushes me, what motivates me and drives me to do better is my faith, right? It's my faith in, in God wanting the best for me and his promise coming to me and believing in that. And the fact that I know that in order for me to be better, I have to do better, right? Because if we sit here and think that, okay, well, I have faith and I have a, a higher belief system. So I'm just going to sit here because what's meant to be will be. Yeah, that's true too. But you also have to do your due diligence. You have to do your part. And so doing your part and then having your faith kick in, it all ties it together. Um, mm-hmm. and allows us to live better and, you know, make better decisions for ourselves when it comes to our physical health, but also our mental and emotional health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the doing is important. You have to do your part. <laughs> the yeah. doing is actionable. You can't just say, "What?" Like, whatever it is, what it's gonna be, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm I'm looking for this job. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm doing I'm doing my part. I'm putting in all the applications, networking, all that stuff. But I know I know what's for me is not going to pass me, right? I have that mentality, but I'm also being diligent enough to do my part because closed mouth doesn't get fed. Um, <laughs> helps. God helps who, who helps themselves, you know? Right. So as I'm listening to you both, um, deliberate, I'm, I'm, I'm like, right. Because we often hear faith walk, right? So it, in it, there's always this connection or, you know, faith without works is dead, right? That that's scriptural, but there's, there's always this acknowledgement that we have to move in our faith, right? We have to move in a knowing. Um, and, and, that, and that movement is, is like guided by this acknowledgement that I'm headed somewhere. I'm headed somewhere because someone, something is, is, is giving me the drive or that, that efficacy to head in a particular direction. Um, you know, it's like you, you can look at spirituality. Um, I would say, I would say if you like Googled it or you just began to like explore it as a concept, you'll see everything from faith to enlightenment and mysticism to, you know, self-assertiveness. And, but what's interesting is like, you can, you can include community in there because usually, um, it's rooted in family and community, no matter what your your faith walk is or what, what your spiritual discipline is, um, it's usually connected with others. Um, it's not often a walk that you, you may have to at times walk that journey alone, right? Intentionally, um, as we as we observe so many times in scripture, there were so many that were set apart or put apart for a particular time or season in order to um, one connect with Yah more intimately, or sometimes to to even be challenged, right, in a particular moment, which again is an opportunity to exercise that faith walk. And, and I want to like tie back or bind the connection back to the idea of of mental health. Um, or, or even public health is the larger umbrella um, to just encourage people 
whether you're a practitioner or, I mean, every practitioner is still a, a client slash patient, right? We all seek and receive care um, to consider how spirituality not only impacts your life and how you go about providing and soliciting um, health services, but consider how it impacts the lives of your, your clients, um, because that that's what's really important. Um, we want to be able to connect in as many ways as possible, because ultimately it is about self-efficacy. It is about, you know, a, a client being able to recognize what resources they have around them. Perhaps it's in a moment of crisis um, or, or just a really stressful time. Um, I know we'll talk later about it, but I, I like was really excited to, to finish up my book um, and in it. Right. So scriptural guide for overcoming seven mental ailments and the Oh, look at that. <laughs> there it is on the screen. Um, so in the scriptural guide to overcoming seven, seven mental ailments, I, I wanted to make a really clear distinction um, like as to why I didn't say seven mental illnesses, right? Um, because often when we see the term mental illness, it immediately, I know it takes me to the DSM. Right. It takes me to um, psychiatric hospitals and, you know, psychotropics. And and the reality is there is a distinction between an ailment and an illness. Right. And an, and an ailment is usually the, the really small components of what will eventually make up an illness. And so those really small components, like, for example, um, it's, it's just stress, mental fog, loneliness, angst, worry, fear. Um, these are all, these are all those small, and you might be thinking they're not small. Like when I'm experiencing it and trust me, I experience lots of it typing each page, <laughs> each word. Um, it doesn't feel small. And that's why being able to resource, right, to know what resources you have to to no matter what your spiritual guiding light is, right, to be able to at least recognize that you have something, know what it is and allow that to be what pushes you or propels you through. Because oftentimes um, that is that is the difference. Um I can go on and on. So y'all, y'all just come on, jump in because I'll just keep on. I like what you're saying. I love what you're saying about knowing, right? What it is you need. I think like for myself, for example, I'm very, I always felt like I was very connected um, and even to, and connected to myself. And you know, we know as individuals are ourselves best, better than anyone. And so when I'm dealing with stress, the first thing I do is get a moment to myself where it's quiet, where it's still, where I can tap into my spirit, right? I'm not running to the doctor. I'm not calling my, you know, physician. Like I feel like yada, 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 unless I, it's, a, you know, severe, something severe. But the first thing I know is that I need to sit and be still sometimes in my home um, by my altar or I go by the water. Um, 
and just have a moment to myself where I'm, I'm trying to clear my mind because I have 10,000 and 1 million things going by every second. Um, but just to clear my mind, breathe, right? A breath of fresh air, just to, just to give myself permission to just breathe and not think about anything else, to be, to get recentered in self, um, you know, say a quick prayer, think, thank myself and give myself grace to even acknowledge what I need in that moment of being stressed out. Um, because sometimes, you know, sometimes we, we forget that we have everything we really need within, right? If we dig a little bit deeper, sometimes you, you'll be able to re realize that. Um, and we can use ourselves as resources, right? And rather that be, we can, we like to hum or, you know, we like to listen to a gospel or whatever, you know, kind of music that you like to listen to that, that serves you. Um, some people like to journal, meditate, do yoga, things like that, that bring you back to yourself and bring you back to some ease. Um, that helps like yoga, meditation, journaling. It helps with mental and emotional health. It helps with you know, diseases and, and, and things like that as well, because you're serving yourself in a way that is combating the illnesses, right? It doesn't always take medication. Sometimes just a change of scenery and environment can do a, a world of, of a difference, right? And environment can be your physical environment or your mental environment, you know? Um, and what's the saying? When you shift your mindset, you're shifting everything, you know, you'll be surprised. And so if I'm panicky and have anxiety and I'm running to the doctor all the time, eventually they're going to want to medicate me, right? <laughs> take this, take that, take it. may cause more harm long-term than it does, you know, as far as healing, giving me healing. Whereas if I can just sit for a moment and have my thoughts to myself and release, that could be so much more helpful, help me work through anxiety and stressors, help me identify what initiates the stress, right? Um, and what can help aid it and where I don't have to get on medication and things of that nature. But it, like, like you said, Precious, just knowing yourself and being able to go back um, and utilize all resources. You know, as you were speaking, I was like balance. That's, you know, it, it's bringing, getting yourself back to a place of balance. And, and I think both are true. Like sometimes it is like that internal reset. Um, but does it mean you have to do the whole thing alone or that you should do the whole thing alone? No. Um, right. And that goes back to what you were saying, Akira. Um, there has to be someone that's further along the path sometimes to help you get there. At the same time, you 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 should also know what helps to get you back to that balanced place, like you were speaking of, and it, and it can be like like you said, the meditation, the yoga, and interestingly enough, like there are many spiritual traditions that incorporate those things specifically. Like we, you know, here in the West, everything's like oh, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to yoga. A lot of these these are actually pulled directly from spiritual practices for people, like Buddha, like meditation is a central practice in Buddhism, you know, and it's, you know, to help develop insight, wisdom, compassion, those things. Yoga originated in another country, like a lot of people say India, but we know that it actually comes from further east than that, you know, um, but a lot of these, you know, people, they do it and whatever it does, it, it helps, you know, even if it's exercise, because I know for me sometimes, 
like when I run, I get to a place of, I don't want to say nirvana, but like, you know, other people like have experienced it where you, you, it is almost like a meditative state. You're like in a zone, you know, and you can, you know, kind of tune out and get to a, a space mentally where you need to, to kind of get back to that center, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the chat. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. And then I'm going to run to the chat. Yeah, yeah, I see the chat is lit up. <laughs> People got things to say. Um, no, no, I, exactly. Like when I, I always hear to even coming up, um, like if you're in an argument, especially like spouses or, you know, significant others, you're in a heated argument, walk away, go exercise. But that just it's in terms like of what you were saying, you're exercising, you might be angry and you're on the treadmill, right? And you're running around like and you're talking to yourself and you're like saying all the things that you want to say eventually that movement takes you away from that anger. By the time you have completed that run, right, you're now calm. Those thoughts aren't at the top of your brain and the anger has been suppressed a little or released through your movement. So, yeah, I, I agree because when I'm upset, if I go for a walk or if I go for a drive, whatever, if I just decide to like, you know, okay, separate myself from things, um, that really does help. Or if I just listen to like calming noise sounds, that helps. Um, so it's all these different things that we could can utilize. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna run to the chat real quick because it's running away from me. Um, so welcome and greetings and peace to everyone that came in after. Um, so on 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 LinkedIn, greetings Hilda Garcia Archangel. And Zach Latimer, peace, peace, peace. Or Aki Zach, welcome, welcome to the space. And on YouTube, welcome, Master Menelag and um, Darian Lanfley, Aki Darian, and Sovereignites. How are y'all? Um, I also just FYI, I did put the link in the um, chat. So if anybody has anything they want to add on, like live, you know, as always, feel free to jump on board. And share your two cents, or three, or four, or more. Um, so I'm just going to read some of these comments. So our new radio says, yeah, like when they give you a certain amount. And, you know, just for those of you listening, we for those of you watching, we read them aloud because this is a podcast. And so people who are listening, they can't see what you wrote. So we're going to we read them out loud. Um, so Anu Radio says, yeah, like when they give you a certain amount of time to live, that really plays with boundaries of godliness, right? Like, it's like, well, how do you know the day and the time, you know? Um, and it's like, yeah, they're going off of, like, what they've seen. But again, like, you it's you don't know. <laughs> and, and, it's, it's, it, and I don't know. It makes me think about... Um, She's podcast today about the Jezebel spirit. And it's like uh, the surgeons, uh, he talked about the surgeons mm-hmm. having that, that complex. And it's like, uh, you know, the control. Mm-hmm. It's like the God complex, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's almost the psychopathic. It's like, who mm-hmm. you? <laughs> like, how would you know, you know, somebody's hour and day and, you know, of when they are done on this time, you know, on this plane. Yeah, I think with that, even like before you even go further in the chat with that idea and and we've touched on it before, but that's where having a knowing becomes so important. Right. Having a faith walk becomes really, really pivotal. And and I know in the future we're going to have um, one of one of our resident nurses come on board to really share about, you know, 
how that may impact uh, patients, you know, patient, you know, when we talk about failure to thrive, so many times the difference between that patient who they can receive the same prognosis, um, the one who has a faith walk, um, who has that, that spiritual rooting and community that, that supports them and offers that affirmation and reminds them to, to do that breath work and to still move their body and to, you know, and empowers them to, to move towards healing and wellness. Um, that is oftentimes the difference um, between whether the time you're given is truly the time or not. Um, right. And there's research that supports that. And, and, and I, I know I've spoken about it before because it's so scary to consider that they would actually use something like give you a placebo, give two people a placebo, but tell one, we know for sure this is going to work. You're going to get better and watch those people get better um, in comparison to the other cohort where they say, this is likely not going to help you, but take it anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And then and then you watch them not get better. Again, it's it's really truly all about all about your ability to 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 know and to affirm that that something greater is guiding your guiding you. And a lot of times that's even connected to purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing even if you may not know your purpose. Um <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, I, I find comfort, I'll say, I find comfort in, um, you know, when, when I have asked, because I have asked many times, um, you know, well, what is my purpose? You know, one, the response that I often get from Chief Yuya is, what are you doing right now? What is the purpose for the conversation or whatever, whatever activity you're engaged in in that moment? Your purpose in that moment is to be fully present and fully engaged and, immersed in whatever that opportunity is in that moment um, and to move and, and respond in right action. And so even if we, you know, want that bigger <laughs> picture, even if we're guided by that purpose, that in the moment purpose, um, it pulls you through. It pulls you through. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we have a lot from Akizad. He says, faith is a huge part of the healing journey. I think it takes one conscious, one conscious brain off the front line and allows it to rest. Yeah. 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 There, there's not always this like, what am I doing? You know, the, the noise and the chatter. Um, faith in the law too, um, divine law, which can help one know what to consume and what to bypass. So many times, um, and I think we had, this came up on the discussion where we were talking about um, fake food, our last, our last, and talking about like the smell of food and how animals will actually pass something by if it doesn't smell right. So it's, it's primal instinct. Like there's not even like, I have to think about this. It don't smell right. I'm bypassing it. I'm not going to take this into my body. And so we have to even move like that when it comes to not just food, but like maybe even an overall experience or maybe like people or persons, you know, that are in our lives, you know, or maybe on the peripheral of our lives. Right. Um, he said, you ain't never lied. I think that was something you were saying. <laughs> I'm not sure because we're a little bit behind. 
um, evidence-based practice in one's L. Absolutely. You know, like it's, it's what you can see, what, you know, that, that observed, um, those observed results from God or from your, from, from your God. Um, uh, Peace Akidarian, he says, cook, uh, um, Zach Latimer says, community will have a jive turkey skip to the mystical aspects because it will start to point to one's character. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, right. so well, I'll, I'm going to, you know, kind of go over here. And again, everybody's practice is what it is. And so, um, but then there has to be like, you know, what, what it, it kind of goes. Character development. Yeah. Development. What is your purpose? What is your purpose in the moment? Or are you just kind of floating around? I'm not really going to stick to anything, you know, like, you know, because then how can you have faith in, in a thing if you're not going to, you know, stick to something? Right. Um, the yeah. connection from seen to an unseen, mm-hmm. which starts to create the foundations and building blocks. Um, I think he's talking, okay, put it on the resume. I think he's talking about the book. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, thank you. We'll do. We, we will do that. Um, when not confronted, those hot, those things, I was making up words, those things get stronger as one begins to attempt to suppress them. Mm-hmm. Knocking at the door, letting one know, I'm an aspect of you that's damaged. Give me some love. And it's, if we don't sit with those things, so it's kind of like what you were saying in this, like, if we're not getting to that place of balance, like, we're not kind of seeing, like, where we need to center, then those things are always going to come up. If we don't sit with whatever it is and, 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 and maturely um, work through it, then it's always is going to rear its ugly head. It's, it's similar to like how people say, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Like you don't know it because you haven't sat with it, right? Right. And sometimes that's hard for people to like just sit with things, right? You they they're not ready. Sometimes people just aren't ready, and so it's so hard. But that that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's similar to the um, we know in healthcare. So we you know kind of bring it back to the to the health piece, and in healthcare um, or in the health arena, we know that there are popular black people, African Americans, whether however you identify yourself, deeply melanated people. Uh, what is the word? Ados, whatever, whatever you identify yourself as. We know that there's a history of lack of trust, right? And, and and even within that, sometimes it's a little bit more nuanced, like where, and I've experienced this with my own, one of my own parents. Um, I don't want to go because I don't want to know what it is. It's like the idea of like, well, if I don't know what it is, it doesn't make it final. And I can kind of skirt my way around it and get, and I have done that myself. If I don't know what it is, <laughs> I deal with it and it'll go away. That's insane. <laughs> that makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. You know, that idea of suppression though is um it's like we keep we keep touching on it and each time I make a little mental note, well, I, I literally jot it down. Um, because what we suppress, right, or, or press down, um, we more we more deeply root it within ourselves. So it's like instead of bringing it up and out. Um, 
we we pack it in and we pack it down. You know, it's like those vacuum seal bags. Um, but then we only vacuum seal more, more angst and more worry and more negativity. And then, but we keep buying vacuum seal bags. So whether you're storing stuff under that bed or in those closets or wherever you're putting all these vacuum seal containers, you're filling up the space. Um, and, and yeah, I'm talking vacuum seal containers, but really I'm talking what we do to our own bodies. And earlier you touched on that balance that, um, Anushka was speaking to. Um, but when we stuff down and stuff down and compress and, and repress, what we wind up doing is throwing ourselves out of balance, out of balance, physically, mentally, spiritually out of balance. Um, and, and I love that, you know, we've identified all of these, um, yes, emotion, right. So I love that we've, we've spoken on all of these different tools because, you know, things like journaling and yoga and breath work and, you know, studying scriptures or stuttering, study, stuttering, studying sacred texts, these things these modalities, these technologies were um, created as a means by which to like off gas, right? Like, let's just open the lid up. <laughs> let's let some of that out um, so that we can restore homeostasis, so that we can restore balance. Um, I, I'll share that I recently had a, a procedure and I was so anxious about how the procedure was going to, it was, it was very, I guess, relatively minor procedure. Um, but when you have an imbalance in your body, right? Even when you go to address it, whether let's say it's a, you know, it's a, a cyst and it's like, oh, the cyst is removed or, you know, if it's a fibroid tumor and oh, either it's been removed or we've cut off blood supply or whatever they do, your body still has to recalibrate. Your body still has to heal. Your body still has to say, okay, this thing that doesn't belong here or these thoughts, right? Let's take it back to that. Well, I'll take it back to the, the mental ailments. These thoughts that do not belong here, they've taken up shop and space. And we know they've taken up shop and more and space and more than just our minds, right? Or our brain. Because you feel it in your shoulders and you feel it in your neck and you feel it in your lower back and then your head starts hurting. Um, those are signs of, aha, this is where it's hiding, right? This, this is where those, those errant thoughts are hiding. Um, and, it, and, it, and it actually made me smile because for anyone that has the book, which you'll find it, and if you don't, get it. If you like, I I would appreciate it. Um, well, some new oh, what book is that? Oh, see that. The, I'm so, all right. I'm gonna get better at this. Thank you, because I'm like I don't have to say it every time. Scriptural guide to overcoming seven mental ailments. So in this particular book, um, I actually go through different activities, right? Body activators. So there's, is it gonna stay up there? Wow. Thank you. Um, 
I go through body activators or I introduce you to different body activators. Um, recognizing that, and you touched on it, um, Akoti, Sister Yafe, that yoga is, you know, yoga is actually designed to do more than just tone your body, right? And it's for a lot more than just, just like meditation is for a lot more than just how long can you sit and sit in one position? Right. That's actually the least of it, right? Um, it's about being able to navigate through different physical and mental channels in order to channel healing, right? Um, so in the body activators, there are particular stretches, I'll say, that helps to open the heart or open the open the, the the groin area and you store stress there. So you can I, I've experienced being in a particular asana or or pose and start crying. And it's like, well why am I crying right now? And but it's very common because hmm, have you I cry sometimes because it hurts. Like, oh God. <laughs> So silly. She's so silly. Now, you know what? You, you, come on, behave now. Like, I know why I cry. Because <laughs> those squats you make me do. <laughs> no, but um, sometimes you're having emotional releases. And that's a part of, you know, that idea of stretching your body and stretching your mind and allowing you know, that which needs to actually come out to come up and to come out so that you're not walking around angry and stressed. Um, so, yeah, I just liked how, you know, those tools, those modalities keep popping their head up like, hey, yeah, this is what we're here for. To bring you back to balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we make so much so many better decisions for ourselves when we are centered and balanced, right? We think so much better. We have clarity. Um, it takes away all the fog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to say, I'm going to say welcome to those who have joined the space. Um, Mario, hello from Portugal. Peace. Greetings from Portugal. I don't know what time it is over there. It's like, are you like six hours ahead or five hours ahead? It's late where you are. Peace. Thank you for joining us. Because <laughs> it's very late. Um, so we appreciate you. Remember, like, share, subscribe. Um, and also, um, for those of you, if it's your first time joining us, like Hilda and Mario, the link is always put into the chat. You sh it should be posted. I think it is in LinkedIn as well as on the Facebook and YouTube channels. And if you ever want to join live on a conversation because you have something you just got to get off your chest in relation to the conversation, um, you are welcome to come on. And um, I'm going to run to the chat really quick. Um, Peace, Akri, Visa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Zach says... Um, that's like, and I did put some of the comments on the screen because we gotta gotta get through some of these some of these some of these posts. Um, uh, Aquia Visa says we should remember that those who are diagnosed with terminal diseases ask how long they have as well. They don't share that part. There is because, and I think that comes with the. It's like the 
Chief, you guys say all the time, if you don't pick a culture, if you don't have a culture, one will be chosen for you. And I think, like, because we are, we, we live in this society in these times where, you know, we think, like, we're supposed to ask, like, well, how long do I have, right? We're supposed to put, put that, that belief and sometimes even put that faith in the man or woman, you know, but man standing in front of you to give you what your, your hour is right you know and again no they don't give you the exact hour but you know to give you like you know estimation but again they're going off of what they seem but if you are moving from a space where you're you you are centered and balanced and you know that a higher power moves and you have that faith then a lot of times and it's been proven you know it's been seen i should say you know it, it surpasses whatever that time that they've given you, you know, we've seen that time and time again. And, and a lot of the time, and it should be noted that, you know, over 84% of the world's population, like has some sort of system to, you know, spiritual system or religion that they bind themselves to. Um, so that's, you know, that, that, that is nothing to be overlooked. You know, people aren't just like, you know, willy nilly out here, like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. There are a lot of people who do bind themselves to something that is like this is stronger than me and i know even though this, i know that i'm temporal i know that there's something else that's eternal and that's where i'm gonna hook my wagon hitch my wagon to okay um Akizak says mm, living rent free in your psyche speak on it says i don't know would that mean you i don't know I think yeah maybe. it's all of the thoughts that we have living and active that that impede us from like just maintaining balance in our lives. Yeah. And and I just wanted to oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I'm like, yes, there's plenty people you know, made jokes out this gonna be rent free in my head forever. Maybe some things shouldn't be rent free. Right. Shouldn't shouldn't <laughs> live there. Right. Shouldn't live there. Like evict it immediately. Um, you know, as as you were reading Aquia Bisa's um comment, um all I could think of was, you know, yeah, that that's such a, a good point to make. Um, and it shows how readily many give over that, that give over, even, even those who may have a, a spiritual doctrination or um, indoctrination or a religious foundation, they will view their healthcare practitioner as their God in that given moment. Um, and um, th they'll accept fully or even solicit as, as, as Aquia Bisa is saying, solicit their time, their number, their hour, as if that's possible. Um, yeah. And then there are so many who will say, and we see it on LinkedIn all the time or in social media all the time, I was given X amount of months, days, weeks to live. I was told I would never walk. I was told I would not do this. Yet here I am running a marathon or here I am, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later. Um, and that's, that, that's a, that's a, that's a, a, I would venture to say a balanced will, right? That's like, no, it doesn't matter what you're telling me. Um, this is where I, I'm willing, I'm willing myself to be here beyond what you're saying right now. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's telling as well. Yeah. I'm going to read this one last comment and then we're going to do um, some housekeeping. 
uh, Zach Latimer says, heck, I know people who went in for surgery mm-hmm. on a shoulder, on a shoulder. Yeah. wrong one. It would be wise to a discount to do a discount double check on these diagnoses. Get the second opinion, and in these days, third and fourth sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, wrong site surgeries are really common. Um, more common even now than than we'd like to acknowledge. Um, I will say, I think I touched on it the last time, but really, really quickly. Um, that over the past, like five, I would say 10, 15 years, um, there have been many, many more national patient safety goals that set the standard for how um, procedures are to occur in order to decrease the number of wrong site surgeries. Um, But unfortunately, I think what tends to happen is you become so you, the practitioner, become so routinized and so comfortable and so familiar that even though there are checks and balances and there are checks and redundancies even, um, it, it still happens. I mean, it still happens. Uh, wrong site surgery is one thing. Um, items are still left in, you know, post-op items are, st- are you stitched up with items still, gauze and other items still in you. Um, even though everything is counted and supposed to be accounted for. If you start out with 20 gauze, you need to, that nurse needs to verify that you have 20 gauze before that individual is, is closed up. Um, yeah, it's so much. <laughs> give us, give us a, a, a walk away before we close out um, and give some housekeeping and some other, you know, plugs. <laughs> Give us a walk away from the book. What can people walk away with? Sure. So you know what? Um, I'll I'll share a little bit from the book. Um, I actually pulled an excerpt from chapter two, which touches on self-doubt. And <laughs> yes, the book, Scriptural Guide to Overcoming Seven Mental Ailments. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> I'll just say the book. Um, so I offer some tips. And here, I'm just going to share one, maybe two of the tips. So a tip for overcoming self-doubt, one tip is seek instruction. While it's important to work on ourselves, it's also a good idea to get support from others. Get instruction and guidance from your mate, if married, from an elder within your community, or even an expert in a given field um, are all beautiful ways to clear your doubts. Right. This act alone can serve to parse baseline doubt from justified doubt. Right. Because there are times when, yeah, yeah, I needed to prepare here. Right. This this sort of doubt or this sort of, you know, self-doubt. I I may actually need to go study a little bit more. Right. (laughs) As opposed to thinking that I can just wing it. So that that that's how you can kind of be helped there. And then I pull on a scriptural reference. So here I actually pulled on um, Proverbs, Proverbs eleven fourteen. It says, for, for, for even scripture says that it is in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. When, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So it's just acknowledging that you need you need a community. You need, you know, you need wise counsel. You need elders and those guides to kind of say, okay, th- this is how you navigate this so that you don't get stuck in, 
that the the fog of self doubt. Um, another that was touched on earlier is that idea of affirmation or speaking positivity to yourself. Um, and that is another way to overcome self-doubt and silence those negative voices in our heads. Um, often when we think of affirmation, it's really affirmations of gratitude. It's acknowledging what you have right then and there in the moment. Um, and so often just those acts of gratitude takes you out of that doubting mindset because you recognize as, and Anushka touched on this earlier, you have all that you need. If you're fashioned in the image and likeness of your Yah, you have, or your Elohim, you have all, you have it, right? It's just a matter of that right code, that right combination. Um, so th those are just, you know, that's just a little bit that, that I wanted to share with you all to just remain encouraged by keeping community, seeking out community, making sure that, um, that you you understand you know the value of your spiritual walk and that you align yourself with um, righteous spiritual guidance and instruction um, and and use discernment when when doing so when seeking when seeking that yeah yeah give thanks um, I don't want Zach's comment to go because he he this is in reference it's related to what you just said as well as the comment about kind of leaning on the white coats, you know, going, leaning onto something yeah. other than you know is best. And he says, that's a big thing too. Big mama um, no longer can help with the home remedies. Like we've lost a lot right. of that. Everybody, ooh, get, get books, learn up on these things. You know, even in the prepping, our preparedness episode, um, mm -hmm. he says they must come from someone in a white coat now. Like that's kind of where... Um, people have kind of leaned off and, and, and it's it's because something's being chosen for you because you're not going seeking what's you what you came here with already. You know, right. that and the guidance of righteous community and people who share, you know, your same values. You're kind of like stuck in the debate of everything else, right? And so we want to make sure that we can get out of that. So... With that being said, is there anything else before we go into uh, segue into some of the comments? Um, and this is a really great episode. Give thanks, ladies, for you know chiming in and also sharing. Give thanks for sharing your work, Emily Care Eden. Um, and let people know where they can get it. You know, so we're gonna segue into some of the, the things that we have coming up, both on DeidreSully.com as well as at Anulet Global Ministries. Um, but let people know where they can get. The book. <laughs> the book. <laughs> Spiritual Guide to Overcoming Seven Mental Ailments is uh, available on Amazon, right? You can get a digital copy for your Kindle. You can get a hard copy, um, a paperback copy um, on Amazon. And yeah, yeah. And if you do get it and you, you know, you find it helpful, please share it. And share your comments, share reviews, because ultimately, you know, that's what this, 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 anything, anything that we put out, it's really about helping others and, and sharing information and highlighting, you know, that which is edifying. Um, 
and helps us to grow. I'll definitely, going forward, I'll definitely be sharing excerpts and actually doing some of the body activators and remembered activities. So if you've read the book, you know what I'm referring to, but there are lots of like really fun (laughs) activities towards the end of, at the end of every chapter. Um, And so on Alpha Woman Now, on my YouTube channel, I'll actually begin to do some of those activities with you all. We'll do them together. I'll do them live. So we'll be doing breath work and journaling and yeah, we're going to push past some of these um, mental stressors and ailments that we have together. Yes. Good. Thanks. And as always, we're going to put all of the resources mentioned in the episode in the description box, box below. And for those of you who are listening via um, the podcast, you know, like you can go to, and, and those of you who are watching, you can go to um where you can find um, the list as well of all of the, um, all of the resources and the, the mentions, um, the, the important mentions in the podcast. And so with that being said, there are some other items that we are also going to share um, when it comes to um, True Health Live. If you would like to be on the show and you have anything you want to share, you can email us at www.truehealthlive.gmail.com. Truehealthlive at gmail.com. And if you also would like to um, be on the show, you can visit us at djcelly.com backslash podcast where you will see the link to uh, schedule on our Calendly site and you can schedule the time and date that, well, it's only one time, but you can schedule the date that you would like to be on and it has a few questions on, you know, kind of the topics that you are, that are interest of interest to you. Or you can go with what we'll have on the schedule or on the menu that day. Some other things that are going on, we talked a lot about spirituality and so I want to make sure I'm sharing here um, the community that we're a part of, Honor Life Global Ministries, also has a retreat coming up. And so the retreat is coming up in June. It's coming up this summer, summer 2023. So for those of you who are watching and you want to get more information on spirituality or, you know, finding a spiritual family, um, definitely make sure you visit Anu Life Global Ministries. Oh, you're welcome, Aki Zach. AnuLifeGlobalMinistries.org. Uh, org, And you can sign up for the retreat. Our theme this uh, coming um, summer is Kingdom Culture. And you can either click the QR code or you can um, register online by going to the website. We also have, so some of you who um, also have worked with me and, and our co-hosts know that um, Love bread wrap. And so we are having a menstrual hygiene drive. So uh, menstrual hygiene day is coming up. And so we always try to do something. So uh, for those of you who are in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, if you would like to volunteer or donate to our um, drive, you can donate via our Amazon wish list, which is the link on the screen. Or you can go to the onolifeglobal.org website on the red wrap page and you can sign up to either volunteer or donate that way. Or you can send any donations directly to the Diaper Bank of New York. Make sure you put uh, Diaper Bank of North Carolina. Just make sure you put Attention Red Wrap. Or you can always go to our GoFundMe page, which is GoFundMe.com backslash Red Wrap. Um, everything can always be found on the website. Also, 
as we are speaking about things to do to release to you know release stress i will be working with the ymca one of the ymcas in the uh, raleigh triangle area research triangle area and we're going to be doing beating because crafting is known to you know reduce stress so um, this is uh, an all-skill level uh, workshop. It is going to be for members in that area, but I am sharing it here. So for those of you who are in the Raleigh area or even in New York, if you would like to book a workshop, please uh, reach out to the contact information on the screen and we will go from there. So this is really an episode about like what we can do to center, balance, de-stress, you know, get our mental health right um because when it when it comes to public health we have to talk about all aspects you know not just the 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 policy the advocacy you know what are we doing physically mentally so those are all key components of public health so that is our episode for today give thanks to you ladies for joining give thanks for all of you who joined the build in the chat um those of you who are going to listen later Make sure you, uh, uh, for those of you who are listening on any of your favorite podcast platforms, make sure you review. Please leave a review. Um, you know, rate the podcast. Uh, leave any comments in the chat. I always respond to them and give thanks for all of you. Also, speaking of health and de-stressing, so for those of you who are still watching, we are going to head over to uh, our our brother's YouTube channel, who is giving, he's already started. We're 13 minutes late. <laughs> so he's actually doing drawing and it is Master Menulek. So if you can just uh, go on YouTube and you search for Master Menulek, um, he is doing um, drawing and giving lessons on drawing. And, and I have started doing it and it is sort of really, really nice and de-stressed. I know how to draw flowers now, y'all. I mean, not, not by myself, but... Not tracing, it is freehand, but I have to watch somebody do it and kind of follow along. But it is so like stress relieving. So I encourage you all to like head on over to that channel and he'll be there, you know, for some time. And you can, you know, kind of de-stress on your Tuesday evening. Peace, everyone. Give thanks. Peace and thank you. This was great. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us here at True Health Live. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to TrueHealthLive at gmail.com. See you next time.